going to start in Matthew 24, but I, I do believe that God spoke something in my spirit that uh, I believe is going to help you and encourage you today. But if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 24. And the only reason why I didn't want to preach on because I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, man, I, I just want to move on through this. I feel like it's a lot of it's the enemy and and. But I feel like also there's people that, that have a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear. And, and we need to break through that this morning. But uh, Matthew chapter 24, if you'd like to stand for the reading of the word, I want to look at verse 6 through 8. And the word of the Lord says, and it's Jesus speaking here. says, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. But he says, see that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nations, kingdoms against kingdoms. There shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word, and I just ask that you help me to deliver this word today, God, as you have put it on my heart. I hadn't had as much time to study as I like to have, God, but I'm trusting you that you're going to help me to deliver this word today. And, Lord, I thank you that we're leaving, going to leave encouraged and strengthened and uplifted today. In Jesus' name we pray in the church said, amen. You may be seated uh, in the presence of the Lord. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about, you know, when trouble comes. And, uh, you know, and we even mentioned some of these scriptures when we was in Luke uh, how Jesus warns us in the last days that we're going to see some troubles. We're going to hear about wars and rumors of wars. It's no, should not be a strange thing. Kingdoms against kingdoms and famines and pestilence. That word pestilence, uh, you could put the coronavirus right under that word pestilence and earthquakes and so forth. Jesus tells us things like this are going to come. We're going to see it more and more as, as we get closer to the end. And when Jesus is speaking about these things, if you remember from our study, he tells us in Luke 21, 26, he says what will happen is men's hearts will fail them for fear because they'll start looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Now men's hearts, and this is, the, this is the world, men's hearts will begin to fail them because of fear. We see a lot of that happening right now because of what they're looking after. They're looking at all the trouble and all the issues and, and it's causing fear to come and their hearts to fail, but, but fear can cause their hearts to fail. In the natural but in the spirit. Fear can cause one to lose faith and to lose confidence even in the God we serve. When Israel came out of bondage, we read in Scripture how Pharaoh, he begins to come after the children of God. And, and, and we read this in Exodus 14.10. When Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. I, I, I know... You know, this is a little different here, but Pharaoh is a lot like that coronavirus. A lot of people feel like, man, I've come out of bondage, but man, I feel like this thing is marching after me. I, I feel like it's after my family. You know, just, just kind of sit there for a minute. And it said they were so afraid. 
and the children of Israel, you know what they done? They cried unto the Lord. They began to be afraid, so they cried unto the Lord. That was a good thing they did. When you feel fear, when it feels like, man, this thing's coming upon me, whether it be the coronavirus or any other kind of illness or any other kind of trouble, and you feel that fear, don't forget to cry unto the Lord. Cry unto the Lord. Be like Peter when he, he's walking on the water. He's, he's doing the impossible. Walking to Jesus. And, and we read in Matthew 14, 29, when he saw Jesus, he said, if that's you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. And here comes Peter. He gets out of the ship. He's walking on the water. He, he's headed to Jesus. He goes to Jesus. But when he saw the winds boisterous, he was afraid. When he saw everything around him, all the wind all around him, all the noise all around him, he began to be afraid and he began to sink. He was about to go under, but he cried saying, Lord, save me. Oh, I'm telling you, when you feel like you're about to go under, when all the winds around you is blowing and issues are coming after you and things seem like they're chasing you down, he's just to cry away. He's just one cry away. When you feel fear, Peter said, Peter would tell you, just cry out, Lord, save me. And the same way that he saved Peter, he'll save you out of your issue. How many believes that he's still in the saving business this morning? Praise the Lord. And I like the fact that it said in the verse 31, and immediately Jesus stretched out forth his hand and he called him and he said oh ye of little faith where did doubt I like that Jesus caught him immediately he, he did this quickly he did it quickly I speak Jesus is going to do something quickly in our lives I believe that Jesus is going to do something quickly with this coronavirus <laughs> now this is a joke I'm going to Marisol told this. She said, somebody told me. She didn't understand it at first. She, she don't understand American humor. She said, somebody told me that coronavirus, it came from China, so it can't last too long because nothing from China lasts very long. <laughs> just, just a little humor. <laughs> Lord, forgive us for that. Forgive us for that. But Peter cries out to the Lord. And the Lord quickly, swiftly saves him. Prayer changes things quickly. Matthew 8, 2 and 3, it said, Behold, there came a leper to worship him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. You know, I, and, and I, I know it's a little different. I just got to I, I go with it the way the Lord gave it to me. You know, somebody, people might be afraid to touch you, but Jesus will never be afraid to touch you. 
I, you know, you might say, I don't want to preach a praying for me and touching me today, but he's right here in the midst where any two or three are gathered together. He said, I'm in the midst. He's right here, and he's here to touch whatever issue, whatever situation you have. He said, I will, and he touched him. He said, be thou clean, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. He was healed in an instant. Oh, help us, Lord, to see it today. He healed a leper. You know, in the Old Testament, it was forbidden to touch someone with leprosy. Matter of fact, they were even quarantined. We read in Leviticus 13, 45 and 46, the leper whom the plague is on, it says uh, his clothes shall be rent uh, and his uh, head bare. That was warning. I'm a leper. Look at me. I, you got to see I'm a leper. My clothes is torn. My hair is bare. And they shall put a covering upon the upper lip. So they was covering their face and shall cry unclean, unclean. All the days wherein the plague shall be in him shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone without the camp shall his habitation be. And then we read in Leviticus 5.3, If he touch the uncleanness of a man, whatsoever uncleanness it be, that a man shall be defiled withal. In other words, you was not to touch anyone with leprosy. So again, I, I look and I think about this virus that we're dealing with. And it's nothing like leprosy, but we can see, you know, there's some wisdom in how to deal with diseases, even in the Bible. It's, it's nothing wrong that people want to not maybe shake somebody's hand, you know, because they're, you know, they're trying to protect themselves. And we see in Scripture that that can be biblical. It's it's wise to wash our hands. It's, it's really a biblical concept. It's wise if you're sick not to touch others. Uh, even though you're exempt on that, Marisol, I am going to touch you when I want to touch you. <laughs> she had got good indoctrinate, I guess, because uh, she'd come home. She had... She'd, uh, Let's see, she stayed in Roanoke on Tuesday, came home on Wednesday, no, came home on Thursday, gave me an elbow bump. I said, you're not going to give me no elbow bump. And then act like she wasn't going to kiss me. So I threw her down on the couch and I said, you're not going to act like I got no coronavirus, you better kiss me. So you are exempt. You are <laughs> oh, help us, Jesus. But it's nothing wrong with, with you know, saying, hey, we're going to keep our distance. Uh, you know, I believe it can even be biblical and even stay at home. I mean, even the leper, they, they would, you know, they would quarantine them. And, and you know, I, I understand, it. you know, if I was older and had underlying conditions, I, I might say, you know what, I'm going to play it safe. And it, it doesn't make us more spiritual. It might make them more, more have more wisdom than we do. But, but I, I'm letting you know that it's okay that if somebody decides that, hey, I'm going to sit out a few Sundays, and it's okay that somebody doesn't shake our hand. Uh, you, you know, it, it's, you know, because you never know what, what you know, you might could catch. And, uh, you, you know, it's okay to even, you know, they, they would, for a leprosy, they would put that, you know, a, it said a covering over that upper lip because leprosy, one way it could be contagious, it was through the uh, 
uh, nasal uh, or mouth droplets. Uh, uh, someone could sneeze and they could, you know, that, that leprosy, could, they could catch it. So there's nothing wrong with all that. And I, I agree with all that. And I think we need to be careful. But if we do everything in our power, and even if we get sick of any kind of sickness, any kind of disease, we need to not forget that Jesus can touch what man cannot touch. He can heal what man cannot heal. See, see, we're, we're being told by professionals and doctors and science to avoid contact. And, and I think that's a good thing. But like I said, on the other hand, when it comes to Jesus, he never has to avoid contact because he's God and he can heal. No sickness, no disease can invade him. Jesus will never avoid touching you as long as you open up and say Lord save me he'll reach down like he touched Peter and pulled him to safety like he touched that old leper that nobody would touch I'm telling you if you'll cry out to him he'll touch you cause he is that kind of a God I, I believe the songwriter wrote it like this oh he touched me oh, oh he touched me how many knows that old song and all oh, the joy that flood my soul. He said something happened. And now I know he touched me and made me whole. I want somebody to know today that Jesus is in our midst to touch you. To touch you and to help you. And to cause things to turn around immediately, quickly. He, he quickly saves Peter. The leper, man that had the leprosy, the leprosy, it said immediately it left his body. We read in Matthew chapter 20, verse 34, so Jesus has compassion. It was on two blind men, and he touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Immediately they received sight. In Mark chapter uh, uh, 3, verse 1, I believe it is, uh, Peter's mother-in-law, she had a fever, but the Bible says that it came and he took her by the hand. He wasn't afraid of no fever. He takes her by the hand and he lift her up and immediately the fever left her body and she ministered unto him. In Mark chapter 2, Jesus comes up to a man. He's sick with palsy. He's unable to walk. And we read in verse 11 and 12, he said, I say unto thee, arise, take up thy bed and go into thy house. And immediately this man, he arose and he took up his bed and he went forth with them insomuch that they was amazed and glorified God saying, we have never saw it this fashion. See, I believe there's somebody, you've come to this house today and you might feel like one of these in the story. You might feel like that man with the palsy and you've been down and you've been suffering and you've been worried and you've been down for quite a while. The Lord wanted me to tell you that you've been down long enough. It's time for you to rise and take up your bed and go your way. Go healed. Go delivered. Go saved, says the Lord. Rise up, says God. He's here to touch you this morning. Yes, he is. 
I read in Luke chapter 8 of a woman that had an issue of blood. We know her story. It said for 12 years she has this issue. She spent all of her living on physicians, but she couldn't get healed. She only grew worse. Nobody could help this woman, but she, she found a man that could. She says to herself in verse 44, if I could just touch the border of his garment. And she went behind him, and she touched that garment. Garment, and that garment was that tassel. It represents the word of God. She understood if I can just get a hold of the word of God. Some of you need to get a hold of the word of God and you can be healed of your issue. God help us to understand that you're here to touch us today. Oh, so that we can be healed. We can be whole. We can be cleansed so that we can see. So that we can rise up and not be lame and walk and be healed of all our issues. He's able to do it for he is God and nothing is impossible with God. He's God. He can change things quickly, immediately. He saved Peter from drowning. He can save you from drowning spiritually and anything that you feel like is about to take you under. I, I, I know I've done kind of messed up the one song. I'm gonna, hopefully I can be able to do this next one a little better. But uh, I put this on Facebook yesterday of a pastor friend of mine. And that and really this message, I thought it was, I was looking for some, some research and I came across this video and, and God just began to put everything together. But I told Brother Robert to crate this up. We're going to have a little bit of, Black gospel worship for about three minutes, but I want you to get a hold of this song. I was thinking that a steel city chain, Jesus family and he changed my name. People have let me drown. Thank you. 
I need to tell somebody in this house to fear not. He's not going to let you drown. You are not going under. The coronavirus ain't going to take you under. You're not going to be shut down. You're not going to lose your job. The devil is a liar. I hear the Lord to tell you today, fear not. Everything's going to be all right. Does somebody believe the word of the Lord this morning? Somebody needs to take a deep breath. Somebody needs to exhale and say, I'm glad that I'm finally hearing the word of the Lord. I understand why I need to be in the house of God. I need to get away from some negative things that's been feeding my spirit and making me fear and making me feel like everything's about to end and it's about over. I'm telling you, the devil is a liar. Fear not. Take a deep breath is what my God is telling me to tell the children of God. Take a deep breath says the Lord take a deep breath you're not going under all you got to do is cry out unto the Lord Peter thought he was going under but he cried out to the Lord and the Lord called him you're not going under whatever you're dealing with I don't know I just feel like that there's somebody here you've been going through a lot you've been dealing with a lot and you feel no hope you feel like it's I just feel like I'm about to go under I, I even hear the Lord say some has even said well I wouldn't care if the coronavirus took me I, I'm not too happy anyway but the devil is a liar. You're not going under, I said. I, God, I heard him say to tell my people, I need them to take a breath. I need them to exhale and to fear not because the enemy's trying to bring fear on this world and God's calling the church to rise up and to be the church and to be different from the world and not to be in the same dark place they are but to be the light of the world and to say, hey, I don't have anything to fear for me to live as Christ and to die as gain so I don't know about you but I choose to serve the living God and fear not if you're sick fear not if you lose your job fear not if you hear wars and rumors of wars fear not that's what I'm telling you that's what God would tell you when nations are rising against nations and famines and pestilence and earthquakes God would tell you fear not Matter of fact, he tells us what to do in this one verse that we opened up with, and that was simply, let not your heart be troubled. Do not be troubled. See that you're not troubled, says God. Fear not. Fear not. I can't help it. I feel fear. I don't know what to do. Call on him. Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I'll answer thee. I'll show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. 1 Peter 5, 7, he says, casting all your cares upon him for he careth for you. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing. That means don't worry about nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto him. Just call on him. Just call on him. When the Israelites facing that Red Sea and they feel like an enemy is coming behind me. Pharaoh's breathing down my neck. The Bible says in Exodus 14.10 that they cried out to the Lord. And then this is where they begin to have some issues. The next verse says in 
Exodus 14, 11, they said unto Moses, because there's no graves in Egypt, thou hast taken us away to die in the wilderness. Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? They cried to the Lord. We're good at doing that sometimes, getting in the presence of God and crying out to the Lord. But then we go right back in the world and we get with everybody else and we start worrying that we're going to die because Pharaoh is coming behind us. The enemy wants to bring fear. It's one of his greatest attacks, one of his greatest tactics. We've, we've talked about fear before. They say that there's at least 365 times that Jesus, or God, the Word, said, do not fear. One for every day of the year. I've, I've heard that. The enemy is trying to strike fear through the world and through the church over a virus. Now, when it really gets crazy, I wonder how this world's going to be. But God says, no matter what comes, it's not going to take you out. It's not going to drown you. You're not, I'm not going to let it drown you. But, but God, like he destroyed Pharaoh, God's got a way of destroying the things that's after us. I speak the virus shall be destroyed. I, you know, do I, do I have any people that has enough faith that believe if, if God can destroy uh, come on he can open up a Red Sea and, and cause uh, the people of God to go across and destroy his enemy this enemy called Corona is going to be destroyed uh, it's, it's not going to drown me but in the name of Jesus uh, God's going to drown it that's what I speak that's the word I feel in my spirit but in the meantime, we're in the test. And in the meantime, the church needs to be shining. How do we shine? Verse 6, see that you be not troubled. Be not troubled. Do what Jesus said in Luke 21, 28. I preached it for three weeks. When these things come to pass, he said, I want you to look up, lift up your head for your redemption draw nigh. In other words, I, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to uh, be in fear, but I, I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to lift my head up, and I know that my Redeemer's coming. My deliverance is on the way. Salvation is coming. Jesus said, when you see trouble come, he said, I don't want you troubled. I don't want you alarmed. Here's what Jesus said. It's not my words. I'm not just trying to make you feel good. I'm giving you the word of the Lord. He said when trouble comes and part of that trouble is pestilence. He said when it comes, he said see that you be not troubled. That's what he says. Don't be frightened. That's what that means. Don't be alarmed. Do not be alarmed. I got to thinking about that. You know when an alarm goes off, if you're sleeping good, it, it'll, it'll jar you. It almost you know, fright, make you, scare you a little bit, uh, you know, but uh, that alarm, if it goes off, if you don't shut it off, it will make a continuous no, noise, and when it, when it first goes off, it, it'll frighten you, and, and you know, if you don't shut it off, it's going to keep making a noise, but, but what I do, and I heard the Lord even say this this morning, somebody needs to hit the snooze on some things. Somebody needs to 
turn the alarm off for a little bit. Just like you would in the natural. Now, now I, I like the news. I, I probably watch too much of it. I, I used to say, why does my dad watch all that boring news? And now I'm being like my dad and I'm doing the exact thing, same thing he done. <laughs> Watching news. I probably watch too much. And news is good. It matters. It informs us. Helps us sometimes. But if it's causing you to be fearful and causing you to worry, at least hit the snooze. If Facebook and social media and videos is making you worry and making you feel like, oh my Lord, I'm about to go under. I, I'm telling you, God's saying turn off the alarm or at least hit the snooze. If it's causing you to buy your supply of toilet paper, you probably need to turn it off. Come on. It's like Butch told me. He said, I seen on a video a guy pulled out a wine bottle and busted it and stabbed somebody with it, I guess over a piece of toilet paper. If, if the news is causing you to do that, if it's causing you to, I'm going to push grandma down to get the last bottle of sanitized, hand sanitizer, you need to hit the snooze. You need to turn off the alarm for even just for a little while. Uh, but pastor, we better be alarmed. This is serious. Pastor, do you know? I've I seen it. I looked. I, I believe we had our first death in Virginia over the coronavirus. I think it happened last night. Oh, my Lord is coming after us like Pharaoh was coming after Israel. And I know anything that will kill you is serious, so I'm not trying to downplay it. But then I got to thinking, I got, whoa, I better watch what I preach today. But I heard the Lord say, uh, you know what you need to do is look up how many died of, uh, of just the flu in this year. You know how many died in Virginia? 782. Three of them kids in Virginia over the flu. And, you know, we're, we're getting all crazy because the media is making a lot of noise. And I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to preach it like it is. It's making a lot of noise, and it's trying to cause fear to come on you. And I believe they're trying to derail some things. And I believe it's an attack of the enemy that's trying to uh, kill our economy for certain reasons. And I'm not going to get political, but I'm telling you that sometimes you need to shut off the alarm. Sometimes you need to shut it down and say, God, I'm going to get with you and I'm going to see what you say about it because, God, I know you'll never get speak any fake news to me. And I know, God, you'll tell me the truth. And I know, God, even when you tell me the truth, you'll tell me not to be in, not to trouble, not to be alarmed. You'll warn me, God, but I know you'll also protect me and you'll comfort me. Oh, God, help us to turn off the alarm. Turn off the alarm, says the Lord. Oh, if things are dark, you need to get with the Lord. How long do I get with him until you can say something like Psalm 27? The Lord is my light. I don't have no darkness. The Lord is my light and the strength of my life. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid of? Oh, that's what I'm going to do when I, when I feel dark. Everything's dark around me. I'm going to get in some light. I'm going to get in his presence and let the 
until I got a testimony about the light and the salvation of my God. When fear comes, I'm going to pray and I'm going to trust the word. I'm going to trust Psalm 34.4. I sought the Lord and he delivered me from all my fears. Oh, if you got some fear, just seek the Lord. But you got to be sure, at least hit the snooze. I'm not saying you don't need to be watching the news, but there comes a time that you need to push it to the side because it will mess with your mind and mess with your heart and get you looking at all the trouble. And when you look at all the trouble, Jesus done told us it will cause your heart to fail because of fear. So what do you do? You hit the snooze. Turn it off and say, I've got to go spend some time with the Lord. And that's what you're here today for. Isn't it good that you're here? Don't you feel like, hey, God's still in control. God's still got this. The old devil been trying to make me fear and be afraid. But I thank God that I serve a God bigger than the coronavirus. I serve a God that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think according to the power that worketh in me. I serve a God that can move mountains and, and cause things that, that are living like a, that sycamore tree. I serve a God that can speak to it and it dry up and wither away oh, and be cast into the sea. That's what I speak. I speak this virus. Right now in the name of Jesus, I command it like that sycamore tree to wither up. Like that fig tree, wither, wither up in the name of Jesus. Die in the name of Jesus. And I cast it into the depths of the sea. Oh, glory to the living God. Thank you, Father. Do not be troubled. Do not be alarmed. Do not freak out. Don't you have that spirit of fear? You got power, love, and a sound mind. We are children of God. God is for us. If God be for you, who can be against you? Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. This battle's not mine. This is the battle of the Lord. So I heard the Lord say, tell my people, take a breath. Exhale, says God. I'm not going to let you drown. Jesus, you know what Jesus is telling us in this text. So when we see all this trouble, he says, stay in control when things are out of control. You're my church. You represent me. Don't you act like this world. That's what I'm telling you. God is telling me that the church needs to rise up and be the church. You are the body of Christ. You think Christ would act like that if a disease? No, he, he says, all right, we're going to heal this thing. We're going to speak this thing, be delivered. He don't act in fear. When you feel that, you need to pray and trust the word of the Lord. And you watch him bring us through. It may go up. There might be more cases. There might be more deaths. But I'm telling you, God's got this. God's going to take care of us. I, I, I'm going to close. I want Brother Freddie and those that want to come to the team. God can make a way where there seems to be no way. He can keep us from drowning, and at the same time, he can drown our enemy. I find it interesting that God gave me this message this way, because this, this last thing, I'm like, wow, that's, God, that, that's just something, the way you really put this in my spirit. Through the video, and I know it wasn't the best quality video, but... I got to thinking, and this is the way God put it in my spirit. 
the coronavirus, they say, you know, causes people to, you know, the ones that's a serious case, they, 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 it's like they can't get their breath, they say, and they get a fever and they get a cough. And if you got any underlying conditions, it can cause pneumonia. And pneumonia, you, of course, we know, is an infection that causes an inflammation in the air sacs of the lungs, and, and the air sacs get filled with fluid, and it makes it difficult to breathe. It's almost like you're drowning. Now, isn't, am, I, am I just the only one that really say, isn't God amazing that God, I begin to see this, that, that God gave me this, that, you know, the enemy would like to drown us. He'd like to destroy every one of us. But God says, my people, you're not going to be drowned by that Red Sea. But I'm going to get you across it. You're going to get through it. And the enemies that are after you, they're the ones that's going to die. They're the ones that I'm going to drown them. God wants somebody to know he wants to drown your enemies, your issues. I want to pray for people today. And, I, and, and even if you say, Pastor, I'm going to stay here. Maybe you don't want to come. I, you know, I'm going to lay my hand on your head. I know I'm trying to be careful at the same time. But I feel like that there's people that need this fear broken off of them. I believe the enemy despised this message today to get into the hearts of the world and into the people of God. Put fear on them where they lose their faith. Their hearts begin to fail them. They begin to stop trusting God. All of a sudden they're just living in that fear. Defeat. Maybe you say, Pastor, I've been dealing with a lot of fear. I want it broke off my life today. This altar's for you. I also feel that there's people that feel like you've been about to go under. There's just a lot that's been on you that's even not even really related to, to the thing, this corona thing, but, but there's just been a lot and you feel like it's pulling you under. You're about to go under. You say, Pastor, I need prayer for this today. I, I, I need Jesus to catch me, to pull me out of this. I feel like I'm in a just a bad place and I need... I, I need Jesus to catch me, pull me out of this place. Pastor, I'm in a place I don't like. I need to be pulled out. God's going to pull you out today.